Hello, and you're listening to the podcast, Navigating Corporate Social Responsibility. You might be doing it wrong. And this is your host. My name is Kaylee Pete. The podcast listening that you're about to hear is the interview from one of our potential viewers and reviewers who's critiquing the early process of what it takes to make this a great opportunity to connect with the community as well as business leaders, as this is a moving project for my PhD program and dissertation. And we look forward to increasing our viewership as this time goes on. So again, this podcast is called Navigating Corporate Social Responsibility or Navigating CSR. You might be doing it wrong. We hope that you stay tuned to hear the beginning phases of this, and we look forward to giving you more content soon. The toolkit aims to provide business leaders with a solid foundation in ethical CSR practices. The audience for this toolkit will focus on small business owners looking to use CSR in communications and public relations professionals of larger organizations as those departments get tasked with messaging of this work. For the scope of this toolkit, it will be a podcast with guest speakers to talk about different topics associated with CSR. The footprint of listeners will be hyper-focused on the Midwest region, but will have a national presence. The researcher, myself, is located in the Midwest and would like to explore the greater connection to the audience. The podcast is going to be titled, Navigating CSR, You Might Be Doing It Wrong. Description. Corporate social responsibility is an important topic that requires more attention. Navigating CSR, You Might Be Doing It Wrong, is a podcast that goes into the world of CSR and explores how businesses can make a positive impact on society and the environment. We'll discuss CSR, the good, bad, and ugly with experts, CSR leaders, and change makers, and inspire initiatives, best practices, and the future of business for our world. Join us for the insight on wonderful interviews and learn more about CSR's importance. So that is the long background. I know, exciting, right? So um, yes. this interview is really to get your input on the foundation of this podcast toolkit. Um, so I'm really thankful that you are here today to join me on this. And so it's going to go a little bit about you, about this toolkit, your insights, ideas, because you are an expert in this space in um, your profession. And so I just thought it was really important. So I wanted to ask you. All right. I'm excited to be here. We'll get into it. Let's do it. Okay. So corporate social responsibility is the concept that describes companies' voluntary actions and initiatives to demonstrate its commitment to ethical, social, and environmental responsibilities that go beyond the core business practices. As a part of the course of my coursework and research, I'm developing a toolkit for corporate social responsibility. So enough from me. Tell me a little bit about you and what you do so that there's the understanding of your expertise. Yeah. So um, my name is Amari Fuller. I am a social worker two times. So I got my bachelor's in social work. 
and I have my master's in social work um, with a concentration in policy and political social work. So I tell people I'm a community social worker. So I try to be a social worker for the community and the community problems and solve things at a systems level, um, with system level approach. What I do now, um, I work at the Michigan League for Public Policy um, and I'm on our community engagement team. So I work to sort of connect the dots between community members and community groups, specifically those who have been typically excluded from the policymaking um, uh, process before and connect them with um, legislation, with the legislative process, specifically at the state level. So I do a lot of going out and about, talking to people, getting to know what issues they're running into, what policies that they're interested in, um, and ways that we can support them in um, increasing um, good legislation. So that's what I do now. Um, but I guess we can go into more what I used to do. Yeah, please do, because like this is all really great, and I and I love what you do. And we talked about it prior to this call about public policy and how you're engaged in that. But um, you and I have a different history in that sense yeah. of like how this got started and how you're interacting with corporate social responsibility. So uh, that leads into my next question of how did you get started in this field after graduation? Yeah, so I took kind of a you could say like it's an unconventional journey post-graduation. So um, kind of starting back when I was in college, some of the first jobs I had, paid and unpaid, had to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion um, on a college campus. So I worked a lot in the DEI space in college. I also did a bit of organizing and community organizing in that space. So that's kind of how those two worlds, public policy, uh, corporate social responsibility, or corporate DEI kind of come together for me. Um, and so then when I went to graduate grad school, I went into working at um, the Grand Rapids Chamber doing um, like corporate DEI work. So I was pretty much a consultant for a bunch of different businesses who usually came to us and they said like, hey, I know I want to do something in the DEI space. I want to do DEI, but I don't know how to do it. Uh, and so what those folks were seeking was sort of a plan for corporate social responsibility. Um, and so my role there was to sort of help them on all those levels. So engaging with the community, um, engaging with the environment, um, and then engaging um, in really, uh, really deep DEI work. So making sure that their practices um, and policies were equitable. Um, and so equity and justice are kind of at the center of what I do. And so I've done all of those things um, from college all the way to now. But definitely uh, CSR was the heart of what I was doing in my previous role. So, Yeah, and I love that. We've had so many conversations about this. And so I just think it's something really important. You and I both have that similar thought when it comes to corporate social responsibility and how there is a level of businesses who want to do this for the right reasons. But we do have some out there that are really tearing into it's a profit-making thing. And that's just the honest yeah. truth about it. For some, not all very clear about that. But in your work, when it comes to this topic, but then also public policy, what inspires you and motivates you to like do this work? You kind of touched on it, but like, just, I want to dig a little deeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, community. Community. I think about like my little cousins that are growing up in this community um, and all of the different systems that they are going to touch throughout their life. Um, and so that's employment with businesses, um, whether that's education system, higher education, 
um, the more they're engaging with different um, like public policy type places, um, they're going to be touching so many different aspects of the community. And I want to make this a place where they can flourish and thrive. So in yeah. all of my work, that's kind of what, what centers it is making sure like the little Amaris and um, <laughs> the little people that look like me or might look different um, from the dominant culture have a really good fighting chance to be able to thrive and be successful. And so that looks like engaging with businesses because businesses have a really big impact on community, whether they know it or not. So engaging with businesses, engaging with um, public policy and all these different avenues for change um, has really been my focus. So what motivates me is community and um, the little people that are coming up after me. So yeah, like that's it's that's where it comes for me too. Is it really drives into that there is equity in everything that we can do, and there's ways that we can keep moving that needle forward, big or small. There's opportunity, and for me, it's not about like the money side of it. Where many people are like, yes, it's for this profit, and you want to make money, and I'm not questioning that at at all. Like, yes, we everyone deserves an opportunity to like make a steady, strong income. However. At the same time, there needs to be a level of equity and equal opportunity for those ventures to happen. And the people yeah. that are in those spaces need to be able to experience that as well and feel that sense of belonging and inclusivity. It all comes together. And then at the same time, like looking at the perspective of, am I doing this for the environment? Is the environment having responsibility behind that? Because we only have one and just right. like kind of navigating those different spaces. So you kind of started it. I kind of took it again. So I'm just going to jump right in. Like, how can you define for me what corporate social responsibility means to you? Like the actual like concept of corporate social responsibility. Yeah, I think you touched on a few points that are, I think, really core to the way that I see corporate social responsibility. Um, and so I think at its core, it's the steps or the actions um, and even like the guiding principles that an organization has in place. Um, that lead them to have a positive impact on their surroundings, their community, their environment, um, and things like that. Um, corporate social responsibility is not a list of things to do and not to do. It's not a checklist that you can hand out this for everyone. It really, really has to start with kind of like those core beliefs and how does it align with your business's core beliefs um, and how is it really built into your DNA? It's not an add-on. It really has to be something that's central to who you are. Um, and so I think a toolkit like this helps provide the resource to build that into your DNA if it's already there, um, as opposed to what I see a lot of organizations do where they just kind of like throw it on the side, throw a statement out, or kind of have a department that's kind of siloed. So like really building into who you are, um, that's corporate social responsibility is making it a core competency for your organization. I love how you said that because that's, it's so true. It's, it, there's so many different pieces of it. If you have one organization, you have an organization and then you like have different departments like actively doing it. And then you have other ones who don't like the yep. disconnect there, it's never going to be successful. And yeah. like, I think it's also really important to make it known that you don't have to have the same, like, I don't want to say values, but like, if your business cares solely on the environmental side of things, like make that your driving focus. If there's nothing wrong yeah. with that, but do not discount the other avenues of like social and, and like the economic side of it. 
you can have your driving force and responsibility, but make sure that you have other pieces included in that and that it doesn't mean it's a push for your profit increase. And that's solely the reason. Like yeah. Profits are a benefit, but like they shouldn't be like the driving force. Absolutely. Love that. So really honing in on this toolkit as this is a development and I'm asking an expert, what is your understanding of the goals and the objectives of this toolkit that we've talked about? Yeah, I think those really build off of kind of what we talked about, what the definition of corporate social responsibility is. Um, and so I think the objective is to provide a resource, um, a pathway for organizations who want to do the work to be able um, to have some sort of steps to take and to learn how to do it, um, how to do it well. Uh, and so I, I really see it as um, a really like good, good piece of information, a good resource for organizations to sort of build their, their plans around. And also to impact community through sort of the business world. I think a lot of times um, in some of the spaces I've been in throughout my career, um, we don't really connect all the dots about community, right? So we might talk about community groups separate from business groups, but in reality, they all are really interconnected. And like I said in the beginning, businesses have a lot, a lot of influence on the communities around them, and they can do a lot of really good stuff. And then in turn, they can also do a lot of really negative things for a community. Um, and so I think the objective of the toolkit is to sort of connect businesses um, to um, moving the needle forward in community, sort of showing them what their role can be in making positive change and demonstrating what that can look like. Well, that's what I was going for. So I'm glad we're on the same page with that because yeah. like the biggest thing is it's like, I look at it like a triangle, like there's policy, there's community, and then there's business. And I really don't have like a sense of like one being the leading point because it's not how I look at it. However, I do feel in some spaces, we have two out of three are making a decision and that could be policy, community, business. It, it all kind of, intersects in a way but there are many times where someone is not included in that and that mm -hmm. when we looked at things through different lenses and based on my research that I've done it's typically policy and business are together making decisions and then communities kind of left out or they're yeah. brought in too late like you yep. put them at the table but if you never gave them a chance to talk, then that's not, you're just inviting them. That doesn't mean giving due, you're doing your due diligence, but you're not doing enough for someone to create an impact yep. and actually voice for people that haven't had a chance to use their voice. So my Precisely. intention, exactly, my, my intention with this exactly that is to remove that for businesses as they're making these decisions and they're talking about the different opportunities and changing how we function, leaning into policy in the world that you're in we need to make sure we're all connected and that people are coming in at that time um, out all in the right timing. You know, there's timing based in this, but yeah. if you forget people far too late, it's never going to work. Exactly. So with all of this coming together, the objectives, goals, all the, what you think it looks like, do you have any suggestions for topics that this toolkit should address? So that can be kind of open floor. I'm going to, I'm just going to stop and not kind of box you in like, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yes I have ideas so there's lots of things I think 
it could touch on. And some of this is me drawing on previous experience plus what I'm doing now. So I'll start with kind of what I do now, community engagement. Mm -hmm. So like what are some, giving some kind of tools and resources for ethical and equitable community engagement as businesses are looking to include folks in that decision-making process? Like what are some ways to do that? Um, we could talk a little bit more about meaningful volunteerism and building relationships within community instead of kind of like dipping in and out of different places for a photo op. So like, how do you build relationships with community organizations who um, really mean something to your organization? And there's some really good examples of this, but kind of creating those pipelines of relationships so that when the conversations do come up, people feel free to say what they need to. So sort of building good relationships, creating men meaningful volunteer opportunities for your staff and for your organization. Um, and again, meaningful philanthropy. So if you want to give with your dollars, how do we do that in an equitable way? How do we figure out what our, how we um, demonstrate our core values with our money? Like doing that in a really targeted, strategic, ethical way. Again, that sort of builds that community social or corporate resp social responsibility into our DNA. Um, and then we can also talk about benefits. So like internally for organizations and communities, how do we make sure we're taking care of our staff and employees? Um, because again, that's huge for community and it's, it's good for profit too. So we've seen lots of states and businesses who have offered really competitive benefits packages. Um, so states who are helping to sort of subsidize really competitive um, businesses or um what do they call those things? Benefits packages. Mm -hmm. um, and then also businesses who are just doing it on their own. Um, and so there's really good like money benefits to that, right? But there's also really good benefits in terms of attracting people, retaining people. So you're saving money and you're taking care of your folks and they can go out and be, you know, um, really productive members in our community. Um, I would also include a section maybe about like what to avoid so sort of some pitfalls and like your um, podcast already hits on it. Like you're probably doing it wrong because a lot of people are. Um, yeah. And so like some of the trends we saw were like around 2020, right? Everyone's like, we need a DEI officer. We need to engage in this corporate social responsibility work, yeah. right? So we're hiring a lone diversity officer, right? Yeah. And then we put them and we say like, go fix it. And then now in the last year or so, we're seeing all these people, they're leaving those positions or being fired from those positions, or those positions being eliminated altogether. Yeah. So like now that it's not cool anymore and hip to be doing this work, we're seeing a lot of people who, A, didn't really know how to do it in the first place, didn't know how to set up those departments for success. So now they're kind of giving up, right? Yeah. And that's because a lot of those folks fell into sort of these pitfalls. A lot of those organizations fell into those pitfalls. Um, for example, in the way that they set up their departments who are doing the work, who are leading the work, right? So how do we support those departments? Um, like I said in the beginning, avoid those checklists. So do not create a checklist for your organization of things to do to like be good at this because it doesn't work. And don't try to copy what someone else is doing because it's not going to work for you either. Um, and so, like I said, working on giving some really good resources on how to sort of work through how to connect your core, you know, values of your organization to kind of what you want to be um, and the impact that you want to have. And so you're building it, like I said, into your DNA so that when it comes into doing things like community engagement, volunteering, giving back, um, how you're taking care of your employees, it becomes second nature because it's already who you are. It's not an add-on. Um, and then I guess also we can touch on in that toolkit a little bit of, 
like we said, the profits, dollars and cents. Um, I know that we like love it when people want to do this work because they want to do it, right? Like that's great. But there's some folks who are truly just going to do it for the upside. So like we know that more diverse teams make more money. Um, we know that it looks better when we have more diverse teams and we might attract a different set of customers, right? Um, and so being able to lay out those sort of benefits, I think is also important um, because in my opinion, like if the right thing's getting done in the end, like sometimes the means to get there, if we have to use this sort of argument as a part of the way to get there is okay too. So I think it's important to kind of lay that out your business case for um, corporate social responsibility as well. That was a bunch of stuff I just threw into your toolkit. So. <laughs> and I love them all. Like I want to dive into each one, but I think I might have to just pull you for different podcasts as like a secondary like expert in this because it's so true. Like there are so many ways to navigate this because it's not just like one thing. You can't slap a like a pretty little bow on it and call it a day because it's not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is saying that you a business have the power to make decisions, the power to impact policy and community and people because these businesses are created for the most part like within reason of like means they're created to benefit a person and or an animal but that in a sense like that's what they're here for that's what we're designing these things to do and when we set it up to like that directly impacts a person negatively we're not moving in those spaces and so I love all the different points that you brought up and I I'm so happy I have closed captioning on this because I didn't take any notes. <laughs> I was just like deep into listening to you because there's so many different avenues that we can move into this. And I'm really excited to explore them all because it's it's not, <laughs> the title of this podcast is not to like scare anybody off, but it really is like navigating CSR. You might be doing it wrong because you're right, you might be doing it wrong. And there's there's power and understanding that there's opportunity to grow. This is not a tag to like slam somebody and be like, I don't want to listen to that. Like she's going to tell me that I'm an idiot and I'm wrong. That's not what we're doing. We're just saying, hey, look at your business practices. Look at how you are functioning. And are you doing this for the right reasons? Is it aligning with your mission, visions, and values? Are your corporate business practices being negatively impacted by the things that you're saying and vice versa? If you're doing things out in the community that are not matching what you're doing in office, and again, vice versa, like this is not going to work for you. If your staff are incredibly miserable because they don't have the proper benefits to be an actual um, resource to you because employees are resources and they are part of your corporate social Mm -hmm. responsibility. That's also going to impact you. There are so many different ways to like feed into corporate social responsibility and on so many different levels. So um, before I dive into my massive list of ideas to like snag from you, would you mind answering this question? Any advice on the framework of this podcast or the website? Because the website will be hosting our podcast and we'll be having resources connected to it. And as long with our, as well as our guest speakers, we'll have bios. That's kind of the overview of what the website will be holding. Any advice on that framework? I don't know if I have advice on the framework. I will say like kind of in your approach to both the podcast and the website, what you kind of hit on already um, is approaching it from a space of like learning together and growing together, as opposed to like a shame game. A lot of people sometimes approach this work and they've been like shamed out of rooms because of just not knowing something. 
Um, and so, oh, there I go blurry again. And so um, I would say, um, let's see if this works. There we go. She's back. Um, I would say the way that you back. Um, like frame the podcast itself, just like you said, I think the way that you're approaching it um, and the way that you're describing it is really important for drawing people in um, because people can get scared off really easily. Um, and so that's my only two cents on that. Um, framework, I guess, also just keeping in mind accessibility information. Like, are we using like big 10 cent words? Are we using accessible information? Are there fonts? All that good stuff. So just making sure that I can reach as many folks as I can. Oh, absolutely. And um, thank you for that. My biggest thing, I know the title seems a little scary, but that's intentional because I want people to be provoked to be like, what do they got yeah. to say? I love um, your title, by the way. Thank you. Because uh, I just like, I want people to like, I want people to ask themselves a question. Mm -hmm. And this is by no means going to be, as I know I am a PhD student, this is going to be a part of my work when I'm moving into my dissertation. This is not going to be PhD level conversation because I don't like, I want this to be accessible for everybody. And I'm not questioning anybody's intelligence by any means, but like, I want to be able to have a conversation. This is, this is intentionally supposed to be a conversation with someone that you're working with or that you trust to say, Hey, can we talk about it? Because oftentimes, and like, especially in this climate that we're in right now, people are not wanting to have those conversations and may have areas of contention. And yeah. all this is trying to do is just say, hey, let's talk about it. You might be doing it wrong. Your perspective might be different than mine, but let's have a conversation. What does yeah. that look like to you? Because I do think that there's value in having conversations with people whose whose viewpoints are completely different on what corporate yes. social responsibility means. And that's great because there's best practices in every intent of every area. And then there's intention with people and the messaging they're putting out there. They may just simply be doing it wrong, which yeah. goes back to like a full circle of the title. You might be doing it wrong. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. You might uh, be. So no, there's not. And I, I like being wrong. It makes it more exciting. So here are some topics that um, I'm just gonna like blur through the list, and you can just say, "Hey, these are all great," or "These suck." Like it's totally fine either way. And that is my last. <laughs> okay. <question. laughs> okay. So, so um, we're definitely going to, it's going to be based into like almost a series of um, of content. And then as time goes on, we're just going to be sporadic, not really in a bad way, just more or less trying to like get a flow to people. And so we may talk about different topics from different perspectives on a regular basis. It could be one-offs. So that's just an idea. So we have a few to start and I'm not going to go into them because you and I have a rapport and you, you know this space. I'm not going to break it down, but in a sense of like understanding, um, we're going to do an introduction to, to CSR for those folks who have never heard of the phrase at all, because it is new to people, which is super great. Um, there's another one is implementing CSR strategies, measuring your impact, directly measuring yes. it, um, stakeholder engagement and what that looks like. And environmental sustainability in CSR, because it is very different. Environmental sustainability are can be meshed together, but they can be separate. And it's not just reduce, reuse, and recycle. There's more to work with that. Right. Uh, social impact initiatives, 
ethical business practices, uh, global perspective, hoping to dive into the global space, having this conversation, because there are things that are happening internationally that are not happening here. Um, yeah. CSR and technology, because there are technology opportunities and innovations that can help move this forward. I think you'll enjoy this one. Legal and regulatory aspects and affairs for CSR, because they yeah. are impacted. Yeah. Um, CSR and employee well-being. Yeah. CSR in small and medium enterprises, because it is very different for a corporation compared to a small, compared to a medium. And in this space, I often feel that we talk about corporations and small business, but we forget the mediums. Mediums are there and they're very important. The future of CSR, hoping to talk about those emerging trends and having opportunities and practices that folks can kind of dab into. And then like right now, interviews with CSR experts to have an opportunity to really engage those conversations and then interactive questions, uh, Q and A's. I hope that we can kind of move this into a space where we can have people ask our questions to us organically and just yeah. really just give people a chance to be anonymous, be in person, however this goes, because ultimately like people want to ask questions they want to understand. And I want to be able to be a vessel. I want this podcast to be a vessel for people to get that this is a bigger deal and that everyone can do it. And it just takes a little bit at a time and asking what yes. could be a stupid question could be opening a door for great opportunities. That is the conclusion of this interview. I just want to thank you for your time. Uh, Mari, this was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you, get to know you a little bit more, get your insight because you are an expert in the space. And this podcast is geared towards the Midwest and that's the intention. And you are based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Midwest yes, for life. But um, really because the Midwest and how they operate is completely different than the coasts and the South. And that's important to have those conversations. And I just want to, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to chat. All right. I'm...